Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. Right now, we are bringing the author herself, best-selling author, Dr. Cindy Trim. Come on, give her a round of applause. We are having a fabulous time in my life group here in Atlanta, Georgia. And we want to welcome everyone else around the world that is having and conducting life groups. And those of you that are joining us with, with this book, this particular book, um, study and the things that we are talking about concerning writing a vision. Our group is getting so much insight. They are on fire. You could tell right now by all the noise that they are making. And um, we're excited to continue our studies. So let's get right into our studies and uh, ask really God to bless us. God bless us right now and give us further insight. Vision is important to you. You are the giver of vision. And we pray that we would discipline our lives and our minds to receive downloads, uh, particularly as it relates to our individual lives and then the things that you have called us to do and contribute to and initiate within our industries and professions, within our families and communities and governments and businesses. Use us greatly to advance your kingdom and to push humanity forward in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's look again at Habakkuk chapter 2 verses 2 to 4 or Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 2 to 4. Habakkuk chapter 2, 2 to 4. And however you say that, you know, uh, whether you're British or American. But it says, write the vision, make it plain upon tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but as at the end it shall speak, not lie, though it tarry, wait for it, because it would surely come. It will not tarry, but the just shall live by faith. So we talked about uh, the law or the principle of documentation and then uh, the principle of, of vision or the principle of revelation and then the, the this principle of specification, the principle of documentation, the principle of revelation, and then the principle of specification. And we have a few more that we want to talk to you. So we're going to talk to you about the fourth principle. It says, write it upon Tables. So this is the principle of location. It's the law of location. The question is, you know, after you write it, can you put your hands on your vision at any given moment? 
So we have tablets, we have modern tablets, iPads, laptops. So you're going to write it and in a place that you could put your hand on it. And when you write your vision out, it helps you to gain perspective. But in chapter 9, chapter 8 is going to tell you uh, the 12 areas to write your vision out in. But chapter 9 is going to talk to you about uh, the power of writing a vision board. And I love this particular chapter because it talks about Oprah Winfrey and a number of other iconic figures who, do, who all have the same thing in common. And they have all claimed to have written or you, written a vision, of course, but it used a, a vision board to remind them of all the things that uh, they want to do in life. And so after you write your vision, I want to encourage you to create a vision board. And again, it's more about that in chapter nine. Then the instruction was write the vision, make it plain upon tables. And then it says that ye may run that readeth it so that you may run, that you may run. So a vision gives you focus. And then with your focus, it gives you exponential progress. And this is called the law or the principle of execution. It's really important for you to put feet to your dreams. And that happens when you develop a vision and your vision begins to dictate to your activities. So your vision is going to also dictate to your plan of action so that you will be able to bring that vision to pass. And in with that plan of action, you want to make sure that there are other people that know what you're doing or what you plan to do and the timetable so that they can hold you accountable. Now, in my vision, um, on, in one of the areas, it talks about your vision for um, health. And, it, and, it, and, it, and in the vision, you write your nutritional, the things, the activities that you're going to do, all the, um, the herbs, the supplements that you're going to take, how you're going to eat, when you're going to eat, um, and then the, your exercise routine. So in my vision where my exercise routine is, um, you know, I, I've written out all my herbs and we have a list of herbs that you can use. You can probably get it at triminternational.com. So, but you have a list of herbs that you should use, a list of supplements and, and uh, drinking water and uh, exercising. So I stick to that vision because I want to stay healthy when I turn 100. I want to look like I'm still 40. And there are things that I plan to do to look younger. And um, so that all has to do with cons a consistent vision, where I want to be when I'm, when I'm 80 and when I'm 90 and how I want to feel and what I want to look like and the state of my body. And so I've written out this vision that includes, you know, my nutritional plan, uh, walking 10,000 steps, a minimum of 10,000 steps a day, which I'm good at. Um, and I do a lot of traveling. I can always have an excuse that... I can't walk, but one of the things I do do um, in order to maintain that, I bought myself a Fitbit. I usually wear it 24-7. One of the things that people always ask me, why do you have two watches on? Tonight I don't have the Fitbit on, but I, I have a Fitbit and I have a um, different colors for different outfits, and you'll always see me with a traditional watch, but you'll always see me with the Fitbit on because every step that I take really does matter. So, you know, if I wore 
walk uh, out here from uh, makeup in here, and I walk back to get some waters, I, water. I want those steps to count. Are you with me? If I get, get up out of bed, I take a shower and I put it back on, because if I get up out of bed to get a glass, wa- glass of water, I want those steps to count. And, but there was one area that I uh, need to, to be held accountable in. And I shared this. I shared this with my my um, husband-to-be, and I shared it with my friends. I share it with my family. And the one area that I struggle in is the area of getting sufficient rest. Um, I have a tendency to be a completist, so I'm going to finish whatever I start. But my greatest distraction in life is people, our people. And I love people that much that oftentimes I would give up one or two things that are, I'm scheduled to do just to um, be able to attend to people. And um, so what I need help in is to be held accountable for the number of hours that I sleep. So I'm an author. I write books. Um, I've written uh, about four books this year. I'm getting ready to write book five and six by the end of the year. So I have a tendency to be a completist. Last year I wrote 14 books and printed 14 books. And this year I'm only um, writing about five, just about five, only five. And um, so because I have the tendency to be a completist, but I also love people. So I love the, the, the social part of ministry. I love to get to know people, talk to people, um, find out how my friends are doing, find out how my family are doing. So that takes up a, a chunk of time. Now, because I'm a completist and because I'm goal-oriented, if I allow a person to occupy my time, then at the end of the day when I should be sleeping, I'm usually up fulfilling the assignment, the goal that I had for that day. So now I have a group of people that hold me accountable for getting in bed by 12. That means that I have to say no. And although I'm a social animal, now because I'm a social animal, I'm very healthy. So I take my vitamins, my iron, my water, my supplements. I can help anybody to figure out what their health protocol is. I help so many people, all my friends, my family, my mother. Everybody comes to me for their health protocol. What do you think I should take? And I help everybody with that. So the health protocol is fine. But where I need accountability in is eating now. Because I eat healthy, I generally am a healthy eater. However, when I get to a social setting and people say, try this, I'm also a foodie. And it doesn't matter what time of the day or night it is. They put a meal in front of me one o'clock in the morning. I'm going to eat it now. So I know where my triggers are. And because I know where my triggers are, I'm able to address it beforehand. So when I'm in social settings, I usually tell individuals I'm not eating after 12 or I'm not eating after 10 or I'm not eating after 7 o'clock. I'm only drinking water and tea and I'm drinking herb tea and please don't send me any cookies. You know, uh, those are the things that I'm able to do and say because I know where my area of weakness is. I know where I can be easily tripped up in. Now, conversely, because I'm a workaholic, kind of, sort of, 
Well, I am a workaholic. Hi, my name is Cindy, and I'm a workaholic. <laughs> because I, I, I have that tendency, there are times when I don't think about food. Because if I'm by myself, guess what? I'm not in a social setting. And guess what happens? I don't have those triggers. So I've been known to get up in the morning, make my breakfast, and say I'm going to come back and get in my office and work and look up, and it's now 6 o'clock, and my breakfast is still sitting on the table. I haven't eaten my breakfast yet. Because of my nature, my nature is to complete a task. My nature is to finish a goal. So I can get preoccupied where food is not important to me. So there is, that's the second area. So in executing what is necessary for that area of my vision, I have to have accountability partners. People that hold me accountable. You said you were going to eat on time. Did you eat on time? You said you wouldn't work and not set your alarm so that you, at least it rings and you, you eat your breakfast or you eat your lunch. To set your alarm so that you can go to bed at 11 o'clock. What time did you go to bed? Did you eat after 7 o'clock? And I, don't, I hate to disappoint people. And so at seven o'clock, if I didn't eat all day, my stomach is hungry. Now I got to be accountable to someone to say, no, actually, I had a buffet at 12 o'clock because I ate all, I, I worked all day and I'm starving. But having accountability max, mechanisms helps you with execution. Because if you write a vision and you say, I'm going to do this, and you have announced it, Nine times out of ten, you are going to do it no matter what. So you want to write your vision. You want to have someone to hold you accountable for the execution of it. Execution is the most critical step in achieving success because execution is the only thing that will breathe life into your vision. Your vision is going to be dead and lifeless until there is execution. You've got to execute it. So you take your vision and you write your goals. What are you going to accomplish? So by this date, this is what I'm going to do. It's like people that want to go get healthy. So a part of your vision under the nomenclature of your health, you say, I want to have a healthy, vibrant, disease-free body. That's an Excellent vision. Then you write your goals. Number one, I will weigh uh, 150 pounds. I will do this. I will exercise five times a week. Blah, blah, blah. You're writing it down. Then you, you, you tell somebody, this is what I want to do. But then you say, I want to weigh 150 pounds. But if you weigh 250 pounds, you know you have to lose 100 pounds. So what you're not going to do, you're not going to say, I want to lose 100 pounds within the next month. What you're going to do attainable. So if you take that 100 pounds and you say, within the next two years... I will weigh 150 pounds. So that means that's 50 pounds a year that you would lose weight rather than trying to lose 100 pounds in a month. So you're going to break it down in bite-sized pieces. What if a part of your vision is to write a book? And I can help you to write a book. It's easy. 
All you have to do is to write a page a day. So that means if your book has, say, uh, 330,000 words, and that's, that's about the average of size of a book. You have a, anywhere between 30 and 40,000, that's a book this size. So if you want to write a book this size, that's going to be about somewhere between 30 and 40,000 words. And then if, if it's a page, especially if it's in, on your laptop, then you say, well, I can write a page a day. And if I write a page a day on my laptop and I'm, you're able to count 30,000 words, you can finish your book in about two months. Because that's going to give you 60 pages in a book in your laptop. But a book this size, it'll give you about 120 pages. And so writing it, you're going to be able to execute it, but you're going to execute it based on goals. You're not going to gulp it. You're going to sip life. You're not going to try to do everything one time because everything is cumulative. So what you want to do, you want to follow the law of execution, that they may run. Running is quicker than walking. When you write your vision, things happen quicker, and they happen with speed. So it gives you the ability to see your, uh, to use your time wisely. It, it, it gives you the ability to come up with a strategy, and from out of your strategy will grow your goals. Number, number the next one, write the vision. The, make it plain, and then the Bible said upon tables, and then that he may run. This is the law of execution. The next law is the law or the principle of continuous flow of information and communication. This is important. So that means it said, write the vision that he may run that readeth it. So your focus determines your flow. So one writer says that flow is the optimal experience, is a state of concentration so, so focused that it, it amounts to absolute absorption in an activity. It means that you are never distracted. You're in your flow. You have focus, and that's all you're focused on. It means when you're focused on this, you're not worrying about the phone ringing, cooking, cleaning, washing, friends, walking the dog, fixing the ant farm. You're not doing everything at the same time because you will not work optimally. Some of you look really guilty right now. So many people live distracted lives. I'll tell you a, a, a story. It was a lady that, that found out that she was prone to distractions. So she got up in the morning and she got thirsty. So she went out and she went in the refrigerator to get a glass of water. But she noticed that there were dishes that wasn't washed. So she said, I'm going to wash the dishes quickly and then get the, get the water. So she started washing the dishes really quickly. And she had a window that was outside. And she was looking outside just when she got started to wash the dishes. So she looked outside and noticed that the dog had gotten loose. And so she went running outside, running on the road to get the dog. When she picks up the dog, her friends were walking. And she just so happened to have her sneakers on and her friend said why don't you come with us so she's holding her little dog she goes for this long walk she comes back she puts the dog um, back in the house but she goes through the garage when she goes through the garage she noticed that a car had a flat so she called triple a to come and fix the flat so she said while I'm out here and he's fixing the flat I might as well go check out my garden 
So she checked out her garden and, you know, she noticed that it needed to be weeded. So she got the gloves and just when she was going to get weeded, weeding, she got the gloves and noticed that the shoes that she meant to bring in from the hike that she took five weeks ago were still there. So she ended up uh, taking the shoes inside but she noticed that the shoes had mud on it so she said I can't take it inside so she took it in the washroom when she got in the washroom she put the the shoes down and she had sorted out her clothes three days ago so she decided that she's going to put the whites in when she went to put the whites in there was no Clorox the guy was calling her and said I'm finished with the car she said good I'll jump in the car and get the Clorox when she gets in the car she drives and she starts walking down and she picks up everything. She picks up bread, she picks up this, she picks up uh, 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 fruit, she picks up everything. She gets back home and guess what? She forgot the Clorox. By that time, it is six o'clock at night. She only went out to the kitchen to get water and she had never drank a glass of water all day. And at six o'clock at night, she said, I'm so thirsty. And she goes in the refrigerator and that's when she drinks the water. And this is how most people's lives are. Some of you are laughing like, girl, Dr. Tram, you have got me down. That is me. But when you read it, when your vision is your focus, you will be in the flow. And everything else will take, in, will take second and third and fourth priority. And what you're focusing on will take the first. Then he said, write the vision, make it plain. For the vision, and he's speaking about the principle of visualization. So a vision is a divine mental commercial of coming attractions. And we talked about it earlier in an earlier session where, you know, I just love going to the movies. I love everything about the movies. But what I love the most is those commercials, the coming attraction. Because they, they get me excited. They pique my attention. They stir up my zeal. And likewise, a vision. A vision is going to pique your attention. It's going to stir up your zeal. And it's going to stir up the leading gifts and talents and abilities so that you can prepare yourself for the actualization of this vision. Your vision should be so dynamic that not only you are excited about it, everyone that hears it should want to get involved or at least write a vision of their own. A vision is a heavenly pattern given to man. And that's what a vision is. A vision is is a spiritual compass. It gives you direction. And the man that created the compass put uh, 12 different compass points so that the um, top of the compass always points north. And your vision helps you to always point north. And your vision has 12 points, 12 components. And it will keep you going in the right direction. A vision is God's plan revealed to man. A vision helps you to succeed. A vision helps you to prosper. A vision is a mental image of future possibilities and potentiality. A vision. Write the vision. Make it plain. He said the vision... Uh, shall surely come. It has an appointed time. 
And this is the principle of timing. You know, there's, there, there is a, a, a saying uh, by Lord Chesterfield, know the true value of time, snatch it, seize it, enjoy every moment of it. No idleness, no procrastination, never put off tomorrow what you can do today. So this helps you to manage your activities according to time frames, a vision. And then it says in the end. So this is the principle of goal setting. Goal setting starts with the end. And then it works you all the way back to where you are. And it gives you the proper focus of how to navigate your life by making the right decisions in the end. So why do we set goals? Goals are like setting out on a road trip. You've got to have a destination. If you don't have any goals, any road will lead you there. And anywhere you stop is where you will be stuck. And so you want to be able to realize your goals so that you know that it's possible for you to accomplish things, but you've got to put a timeline on it. You can't just say, I want to lose weight. When do you want to lose weight? Do you want to lose weight by December? Do you want to lose weight by January? And then you've got to back yourself up. How many pounds do you want? How many months there is? Divide the pounds by those numbers of months, and then you will determine how many pounds you need to lose per month and then divide that by four and you'll be able to see how many pounds you need to lose per week. And then that means that things are doable. So you know that, that, you know, everything is incremental. So your goals are incremental steps that you take to realize your vision. It helps you to prioritize. It helps you to manage your activities. I have a good, 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 good friend. And they will fly anytime. And they said to me just a couple of days ago, I need to fly to see you. And when can I see you? It's on your schedule. And I said, you can't see me until after October. And they said, well, we're your good friend. I said, look, I'm going to be filming. And after I film, I'm going to be traveling. And after I travel, I have a major event, Women Who Shape Our World in D.C. And then after that, I travel some more. And then after that, I get married. And then after that, I'm going to try to get some honey out of the moon. So that takes us all the way to November. I can't see you till November. November? I can't see you. I got to check my calendar. It's full of activities. So a lot of you just let anybody come into your life anytime, making any kind of time, and then you're wasting time. When people call me, they say, are you busy? You sound like you're busy. I'm always busy. Yes, I'm busy. Well, it's one o'clock in the morning. I'm busy. I'm all, as long as I'm awake, I'm busy. So if, you, if, if I give you any time, if I answer this phone, you got to talk quick. What do you want? And I don't have all day to listen to your story because you told it to Martha, Mary, Luke, John, Peter, James, and Methuselah. Now give me the short version of it. I don't have, I don't have a whole lot of time. And so, you know, you've got you've to value your time and you've got to set goals. Uh, setting goals helps you to achieve more. Setting goals improves your performance. You should want to do better, sell more. If you're in the business of selling goods and products, you should have goals and quotas and you should stick to them. And you should never have any wiggle room. 
Because it gives you enough tension so that you can perform or even outperform yourself the last time. It increases your motivation to achieve. It increases your pride and satisfaction in your performance. It improves your self-confidence. So why do you set goals? We set goals because it helps us to focus on what is important and prioritize our activities according to our vision. What are you doing? What do you want me to do? Now, if you set the price high enough, I'll adjust my goals. But if the price is not high enough, I can't do it. Are you with me? You cannot go through life without goals. Write the vision. Make it plain. You know, write it on tables that he that reads may run with it. For the vision is for an appointed time. So, the, 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 and, and then it says, it shall speak. So this is the principle of articulation. So if you write it, you've got to be able to articulate it. You've got to be able to speak it. This is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. This is what I'm going to build. This is where I'm going to live. This is what I'm going to drive. This is what I'm going to study. I already told you I'm studying Spanish. And my friends from Brazil, they are not Spanish speaking. They are Portuguese. And so they feel hurt. Why do you want to learn Spanish and we speak Portuguese? I said, maybe I'll put you down for 20 the, the next time. But right now, on my goals, que pasa? I'm going to speak Spanish. Portuguese will come up. Next year, I'm going to learn how to play the piano. And so I already, I already have my, bought my piano. I got my piano stool. I've got my piano uh, lessons. I even got a portable piano. So I can take it, I can roll it up, I can put it in my, uh, my roller bag, my carry-on, I can put it in my suitcase. So when I show up, I'm going to spend 30 minutes learning how to play piano. When do you start? January 1. But I'm not going to wait to January to get my piano and my piano lesson. I've started now. So I'm going to be playing, learning how to play piano next year. I'm going to learn to speak Spanish. I'm going to have a good time next year. Why? Because that's what my vision dictates. So I already know. I already know when I'm going on holiday. I'm going on vacation. I already know where I'm going. I know when I'm going. I know who I'm going with. I know what I'm doing next January. I know what I'm doing next July. I know what I'm doing next December. Because I have a vision. So when someone say, can I meet you? Let me check my calendar. When it comes to writing your vision, you've got to be able to articulate it. You see how easy it was for me to articulate it? I'm learning Spanish. I'm learning how to play music. This is what I'm going to do. Next year, I'm going to write another book. What's the name of the book? Goodbye tomorrow. Because I wrote today, this year, hello today. So I got to, I did commanding your morning, hello today. So you can't say hello today and not say goodbye yesterday. Amen. So you see how your life goes. This is, this is not guesswork for me. It's not. You got to bring life to your vision by declaring it. And how do you do it? You write it in the form of a prayer or declarations. So your vision is dictating to how you pray and what you declare. So that you write it 
and it's a legal document, you speak it, and now it's legal in the earth realm. And so you've got to be able to decree according to your vision. My business shall live and thrive and not die. My project shall live. My practice shall live. My ideas shall live. But you don't just have to say your ideas. Your ideas about what? What is the name of your business? Who is hired in your business? What industry do you need? What do you need to do? Because there's going to be so much activities around you. And you don't want to be involved in the wrong business if it's not in your vision. You want to be productive. You want to be productive. You want everything about you to be alive. You want it to be uh, uh, living and breathing and, and people watch it and be inspired by it. Write the vision. And then it says, though it tarry. This is the principle of persistence. Because there are some portions of your vision That will take longer than others. So if you have to wait for 20 years or 30 years. Your vision is your motivator. If God gave it to you. Then he's going to bring every aspect of that vision to pass. Every last one of them. So write it. And make it clear. But you might have to wait for certain parts of your vision to come to pass. So if you have written it, your vision is going to become a powerful spiritual motivator. Though it tarry, wait for it. This is the principle of patience and diligence. If you are obedient, you are going to eat of the good of the land. It's going to happen. Isaiah 40, 28 to 31 says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the Everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is he weary. There is no search of his understanding, searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, to them that have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young man shall utterly fail. But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as an eagle. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not think this is the principle of patience and diligence in the scripture we all know jeremiah 29 and 11 the bible said i know the plans that the, the thoughts i think towards you the plans to prosper you and bring you to an expected end he we already know that scripture but before you even get to that promise you read the other scriptures before it it says look Although you're going to be in bondage in Babylon for 70 years, he said, go on with your life. He said, go ahead, get married, go ahead, have children, because it's going to come a time when the statue of limitation is going to be up. The 70 years is going to come to an end, and that is not the time for you to decide to start your business. That is not a time for you to decide to have a good time. Have a good time in the process. While you're waiting, while you're waiting, get ready, get ready. Keep yourself together. Get ready. Amen. Glory to God. The next principle is the principle. I gave you the principle of patience and diligence. But number 14, it's the principle of conviction. It shall come to pass. It shall surely come to pass. It means that you have confidence and assurance in in the unchanging, unwavering, unhesitating, unfaltering, unswerving, unyielding, unflinching, uncompromising will of God for your life. It means that if God spoke it, 
he's going to bring it to pass. Number 15 is the principle of manifestation. It says it will not tarry. So the time is going to come for it to manifest. Number 16 is the principle of opposite effect. An opposite effect. But, that's the word but. It's the law of opposite effect. But, it's a conjunction with the different. Then it goes on, the, the principle of ethics and core values. The just. Ethics and core values. God is going to deal with your character in the process. The just shall is the principle of conviction. Live is the principle of success. By faith. That's the principle of belief. The Bible said in Hebrews 10, 23, let us hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promise. God is going to bring it to pass. And so as we introduce you to the next phase of writing your vision, remember Habakkuk 2, 2 to 4. It's got to be written. It's got to be documented. This book is going to help you with writing transformational vision. And your tomorrow will not look like your yesterday. Make sure that you read it. Amen. Our Father and our God, we give you praise and honor. We thank you for the time that we have spent together. We pray that each person will be inspired and motivated to write their vision. In Jesus' name, amen. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.